Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Today we have a mock draft. Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What is going on, Fantasy Champions? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? We have uh, we have a fun episode today. Mock draft. I, I think we're going to do like five mock drafts from here until the start of the NFL season. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm excited. Yeah. So mock drafts. this is it. Like it's August 11th. It is August. Wow. People have probably already started uh, some of their mock drafts. Uh, if they haven't, you probably should do that soon if you're listening to this podcast. Um, but some people have probably already drafted their leagues at this point. Um, usually the big week is the third week of August, which I, is that next week? Or is that this week? I think that's next uh, week. That's, that's when we draft. Week. So um, as you get prepared for your draft, uh, we are going to give you uh, many mock drafts to help you um, win your league and and help you with strategies and all kinds of nonsense. Um, so before we jump into that, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at the FF Champs on Twitter, uh, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. You can like us at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or uh, any other podcast platforms, please re- leave a review. Help us out and leave a review. Five stars, preferably. That would be fantastic. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below who you think won this mock draft, my friends. And you know the only answer is me. (laughs) It might be. We'll see. Um, We do have the draft guide. It's still available. It's getting updated very soon with brand new information reacting to all of COVID-19 and and opt-outs. Uh, the draft guide is $25. You can buy it now. Go to thefantasychampions.com. Top of the page, you click on uh, the draft guide, purchase now, and then buy the draft guide. Simple as that. Uh, it has full rank- full rankings, breakouts, busts, player draft values, and dot. so much more. And if you order now, you will be entered in for a chance to be in our listener league. Time is running out for that. So please, please get yourself a chance to uh, uh, verse us in in. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think you can beat us, of if you, yeah, of course. Um, we're gonna start with some quick news before we jump into the show. We usually do that, or we try to do that at the end, but for this episode, we'll just do uh, a quick news segment. Okay, Are you ready for that? Sure. Um, so we'll go over some opt outs. I was surprised that the opt out situation wasn't horrible. Very happy. Uh, yeah. I I explained on the last show that I think it was because if uh, if 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 star players started opting out, they would only get like one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar stipends, which you know is pretty much nothing for a guy like Odell Beckham or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but these following players did opt out of the NFL season. These offensive players, I'm not going through the players on the defensive side of the football that opted out or the offensive linemen. Uh, Alan Hearns from the Dolphins opted out. 
Uh, Travis Benjamin from the 49ers opted out. The Dolphins had Albert Wilson opt out as well at the wide receiver position. Yeah, the depth um, is kind of weak there. The Patriots yeah. had several players, uh, Marquise Lee, um, including Marquise Lee. They had Matt Lacoste, their starting tight end, go out. So uh, the two tight ends that they have as rookies are probably going to get a lot more opportunity. Mm. Um, and then I believe that was the only major, we already talked about Damian Williams going out and Devin Funch is going out. So, um, those are really the only major like opt outs at this point. Um, Miami, it was, I'm so mad because I traded Preston Williams in, um, one of our dynasty leagues. (laughs) I was like, this guy's trash. And then, and then I traded him for, I think it was Paris Campbell. And now he's like the second wide receiver on the team. And you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but uh, forty as far as the 49ers, I don't think Travis Benjamin was even going to make the team. No, probably not. Um, and then as far as the Dolphins are concerned, I mean, you're going to have... I mean, if anybody was really concerned about Devontae Parker and drafting him this year, does this make you feel a little more comfortable drafting him in terms I mean, of... Because I haven't been drafting him at all. I don't know why people were. I'm still comfortable drafting Devontae Parker. So yeah. If if this is the reason why though, I don't think you really wanted him in the first place. Well, no, I I honestly haven't tried to draft him in any of my drafts, and he's not. I think he's like seventh round pick right now, sixth round pick. So he's not even like he might actually be higher than that. I don't remember, but he's seventh in sleeper, I think. Yeah, so seven. it's like he's not a bad value, but now that there's no one else there to catch footballs, uh, you know who else who else this helps? Gaiseki, baby. Only one man's. The guy's gonna literally run out of the slot the whole season. Yeah. Any haters for Mike Gusecki, which I don't I, I don't year. think I've ever seen haters I'm for Mike Gusecki. Uh, but anyway, Marquise Brown said he gained 30, uh, tw- I was going to say 32, 23 pounds this offseason, not Still of fat, of, bo- of muscle. Um, and he's up to 180 after playing 157 as a rookie. Um, I, so I was thinking about Marquise Brown today multiple times. And I'm like, dude, I don't even care that he at like 157 small. I, I wonder if the 180 is going to slow him down. Uh, it might. I don't think so though. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, but I was thinking about him today, and I'm like, do do I really want to like? I've been bouncing back and forth on whether or not I want to draft Marquise Brown or not. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of like a he has he has the chance of being like a Tyreek Hill kind of like breakout player. Sure. And I think that would happen this year. Um, but the problem is every time I look at the amount of times the freaking Ravens throw the football, it makes you feel like, never it, mind. Did, did you know Mark Andrews had the, he led the team in target share and some people might be like, Oh, he must've had 120 targets. No, he had 98 targets. Second on the team was Marquise Brown with 70. So yeah. they're not going to throw the football. And I feel like it would be extremely hard for Marquise Brown to hit a hundred targets. So at this point, I'm kind of like, if you want to draft him in the sixth or seventh round, hoping that he does have a little bit of like a breakout year like Tyreek Hill, then that's mm-hmm. fine. I think that's his ceiling. I think that's his ceiling, honestly. Like he can do that, but you're you should know that you're getting into a very low floor player. Like it's either 120 fantasy points or 220 fantasy points for this kid. So there's no in between. There's no, oh, he gets like 170. <laughs> I just, right. Yeah. He's either he's either at the bottom of hundreds or he's he's up he's up you know in the low 200s I like so. I like Hollywood Brown it's just his ADP like it's, I think it's a tad high for me from what yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. in mock drafts um but if he's there in like the ninth round I'm definitely taking him yeah uh Bruce Arian said Ronald Jones is the main guy after they signed LaShawn Love McCoy it. 
which is good news for our takes, but mm-hmm. I still don't know if I even like Tampa's backfield at this point. Yeah, um, no, I was trying to project them today. Just and having McCoy there is like uh, I feel like I feel like Peyton Barber's probably I mean um I feel like LaShawn McCoy is probably just gonna take the Peyton Barber role. Sure. And then what about Keish did Keyshawn Vaughn? I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn is gonna even get any opportunity this Remember year. Remember like two months ago people were saying he's gonna get like two hundred carries and yeah. I, I highly <laughs> something would have something bad would have to happen. Also the yeah. Daragoombawale people need to take a seat i don't know why those people exist but. <laughs> it's because brady they think he's going to be james white um jets coach adam gay said Le'Veon bell is extremely motivated in phenomenal shape which is surprising coming from a coach who doesn't like running backs whatsoever um offensive coordinator from the raiders greg said uh or wow his name is really <laughs> greg olson it is. I wow, so. dude. Didn't they? No, they don't have Greg Olson. <laughs> I got no, so confused. I was like, what the crap is that? Um, he said that uh, first round wide receiver Henry Ruggs is going to start in the slot. That was kind of surprising to me, considering that they were talking about not even um, or maybe that was uh, the Eagles. I can't remember, but they, they were talking about not playing him in the slot to start and that he was just going to play out wide and then learn the slot. And now right. they're saying that he's just going to start in the slot this year. Um it's interesting. Which kills Hunter Renfro and any other. I, yeah. I really don't really like anyone in the wide receiver core for uh, Oakland this year. Not for this year. Besides yeah. Ruggs, but I don't even think Ruggs is going to get that much opportunity. So Right. Um, in a horrible, unfortunate, it was uh, that day. I don't remember what. Was that Friday? Such a horrible day. I think it was Friday. One of the big people in the fantasy football community um, was taken down fired from fantasy pros because of um, insensitive materials he sent to women. We don't contone that behavior. No. Um, so pretty, pretty horrible day to start. And then Darius guys, we find out that he, uh, he, he reported himself for choking out his girlfriend. Apparently Jeez, she went unconscious like... and uh, Washington, the Washington football team uh, released Darius guys subsequently. So disappointing. It's so disappointing. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't think he'll play in the NFL again, just based on the information no, that's coming out. I don't out. think he should. He'll probably be in jail, to be honest with that's you. Like, that's like worse than Ray Rice, yeah, <laughs> from what it yeah. sounds like. Or just but you know bad. what? Like because there's no video, it won't be held to the same. That's true, which is kind of stupid. Like, he'll probably get less game suspension than Kareem Hunt. <laughs> sure. Oh gosh! Isn't that stupid? Just that because, is stupid, just yeah. because there's no video involved, right? Right. Um. So he's done. I would not invest any draft right now. People are no. sh- taking shots in the dark in like the the fifteenth round. If you're in a PPR league, you know, and you want to take a shot at like Antonio Gibson, I think that's fine. Although, yeah, I don't think he's gonna start. Either, I don't so. think he's gonna. I, I Antonio Gibson's not gonna play running back. He's gonna play the slot for for Washington. He's going to get some opportunities on the ground. They've already talked about, there was a report. Well, we'll jump right into that report now. Um, The running back coach, Randy Jordan, believes it'll take time for Antonio Gibson to learn pass protections and diagnose blitzes, which in the NFL, running backs liver. This is why Rojo has never been able to hold down the starting job because he's an absolutely horrid pass blocking running back. Yep. And so um, I, I feel like if Antonio Gibson struggles with that same thing, it's going to be hard for him to be a starting running back in the NFL. Sure. Um, I think he'd be a fantastic slot receiver. I really do. Well, that's I think- what I like about him um, in like PPR leagues because I don't think he's going to be the starting running back. But if no, he can no, get no. like 80 carries, 80 to 90 mm-hmm. carries, plus like 
70 targets. Yeah. Like, I mean, that could be a solid PPR option. Yeah, yeah. I, I he's think, not going to be the star. I, I think, too, you add, like, a rushing floor a little bit. Like, if he yeah. gets 30 to 50 carries, I think that might be okay, but I'm not really, like... That's probably more realistic. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what position he really plays at this point, so I'm just going to stab about it running, running back. back and, but I think he's going to get more time in the slot. Yeah. Um, the Athletic Zach Kiefer wrote that Jonathan Taylor is expected to share carries with Marlon Mack, which is totally expected. Which is what we've been um, saying. I'm more, it's going to be the 1A, 1B. I'm becoming more and more convinced that Jonathan Taylor, it's, I've been trying to decide if it's Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, or uh, who's the other guy, J.K. Dobbins, who's going to be ne- this year's Miles Sanders, who starts the season gonna sitting. It's going to be Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I think first half of the season, he's going to split with Marlon Mack. Yeah. And then as the, the second half goes on, he's going to get more and more work. And then mm-hmm. this time next year, we'll be talking about Jonathan Taylor in the same light. We're talking about Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Uh, in the second half of the season last year, um, Mar- uh, Miles Sanders was very good and he probably, he probably won some people, some leagues. Sure. Um, so Taylor so, can do that this year. Yeah. I, I 100% believe that. I just my, my, probably start slow. My, my problem with Jonathan Taylor at this point is that, um, in, in, for, you know, in industry mocks where people are paying attention, Jonathan Taylor is going in like the early fourth round, late third. Yep. And that is far, far too high for a running back that probably will not. I see. That's the thing. You can talk about talent. You can talk about being excited about a player. I totally get it. I understand. It's fine. I'm excited about he's, Jonathan Taylor yeah, too, but you have player. to understand, you have to understand and I, I did this with David Montgomery last year. You have to understand that there is a vet in the backfield who had around 1,100 to 1,200 rushing yards last year. He's not just going to vanish into thin air because Jonathan Taylor's talented butt walked into the facilities. It's just not going to happen. He, they're going to split it. They're going to split it early, and it, that's what's going to happen. Jonathan Taylor may be the better running back. You may I think Taylor, transitional. Yeah, Taylor will win the job, I think, but it won't be right away. Yeah, so anybody who thinks he's just going to be a future back right away, I can't wait till people draft him and then drop him after week four. <laughs> oh, well, they're stupid if they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the, the, the casual people that play fantasy football will do that. Uh, but now that we got through the news, this is probably going to be our one of our worst news segments in August outside of cut down weekend. Yeah, yeah, that one sucks. But anyway, before we jump into the draft guide, I wanted to give you a little uh, a little advertisement. You want to do the draft guide? I mean, a draft guide. Do you want to do this mock draft? Yes, let's do it. All right, so let's get it started and see what happens. We are going to take two different approaches here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, I think I'm doing running back only for the first couple rounds and seeing where where that goes. Yep. And then you're going to do, which is which is probably the strategy that most people are going to take this year. Um, and you're going to take wide receiver only for the first couple rounds and see yep. where, it, where it takes you in terms of running backs. And we're right next to each other, so it should be interesting. Yes. Um, well, I know you're not taking wide receiver running back, so I'm good there. <laughs> um, so it should be interesting. Um, I really don't. Like we've talked about before, we don't really subscribe to particular strategies. Like we don't walk sure. in drafts and say, hey, this, these are the guys that we want to take. You know, where I'm going all running back for the first three rounds or whatever. It really it depends on what happens in a lot of the drafts. Um, so for our home league, I'm like, literally, it really depends on what happens for the first nine picks for me to decide what I act, what strategy I actually want to go with. You know, um, but right. anyway, we had Barkley go 101. 
Two was Zeke. Three, McCaffrey. Four, Michael Thomas. Five, Kamara. Um, and six, Derek Henry. So that leaves with Derek. Uh, Derek. That leaves me with Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, or Nick Chubb. I think that's an easy pick. That right should be Dalvin Cook, but my mind literally went melting for Miles Sanders for five seconds. But I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. Take Dalvin Cook. <laughs> um, so with my zero, zero running back strategy. I am going receiver here. I think the obvious pick for me is Devontae Adams. That guy is going to get like 200 targets this year. Uh, what did you project so, him at? At like 170, I think. I think I had him at 175. I had him at 161, yeah. and then when I re- readjusted after the opt out, I um, I have him at one. I wanted to put him at 180, but I was like, is that too much? <laughs> is that too many targets? So, uh, okay, this one I've been going back and forth. I'd love to take him running back here. Obviously, I'm not going that yeah if you uh, are watching on youtube you can see it on the screen but for our podcast listeners uh josh jacobs went nine mixon 10 uh julio jones 11 12 was miles sanders and then uh, at the turn uh patrick Mahomes one tyree kill two uh nick chubb three lamar jackson four and then it's rick's pick i was hoping that uh tyree kill could fall to me here obviously did not um i I'm Savage. torn between Hopkins and Godwin. I'm surprised Julio went 111. I'm actually going to go Chris Godwin. I have changed my rankings. I switched those two guys. It's very close between them. Which guys did you switch? Uh, Hopkins, Hopkins and, and, Godwin. and Godwin. Yeah, okay. I, I'm now I'm now a little higher in Godwin. I mean, we've talked so, about him all, all year. So. We're going to talk about um, Hopkins in the next couple of shows. Um, but are you? do you feel like DeAndre Hopkins is a good like value right now where he's going because originally he was that first round pick and you were like, this is not sure. the value is not yeah, there for him, I mean, but now he's like, he's picked 16 and he's continuously falling. So it's like, sure. You know, when if you're talking keeps, about being in the middle of the second round in a 12 team, is that worth it? You know? Yes. I think, I think it is worth it at that spot. I still take, I think yeah. the five receivers that have gone off the board in this mock draft, Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, Julio, Tyreek, and Chris Godwin, I'd probably all take before yeah. Hopkins um, right now, but I think Hopkins is probably the sixth guy. I am a little surprised that uh, we did have two quarterbacks go early, and we had Julio Jones go at one eleven, which is not normal. Um, something so, I would do. Yeah, <laughs> Julio in the first every time, <laughs> every time. Um, I just lost our screen. Hold on one second, my friends. Oh my goodness. Every time. I think this is a somebody tried to pretty... like call me in the middle of my show. Go away. All right. So um, at my pick, yeah, I would say I would agree with you. Pretty obvious. Uh, I have my big three breakouts this year. Miles Sanders, Ken, uh, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, based mm-hmm. on my rankings of those three, I'm going to go Clyde. Yep. Um, I I almost just randomly took Kenyon Drake because he was at the top of the draft board. <laughs> Don't no, do I think that. Clyde's definitely. He's not going to probably be there in a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, so I finished okay. my projections on him after all the opt outs, and um, I had him at 240, 240 carries, about 45 receiving uh, or receptions, I should say. And uh, he finished with about 250 to 260 fantasy points, which was my running back eight or nine. So that's right kind of where I have him like ranked at this point. Yeah. I think he's nine or 10 in my rankings. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, that was an obvious choice for me if I'm going running back only. Uh, Aaron Jones came off, Hopkins at 2-8, 
Kenyon Drake, 2 9. Uh, 2 10 was Kenny Galladay. 2 11, Travis Kelsey. And then Thielen, Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, George Kittle, Mike Evans, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and then Melvin Gordon. So now, um, am I allowed to take a wide receiver yet, or am I still going running back? Because I'll go think, running back I, again. I think it's it's a let's just do whatever you want now, just first two rounds. Okay, all right. Because I kind of want to take a run. <laughs> you're not allowed. You're, you you know you're supposed to take Travis Kelsey. Oh, he's already off the board. Sorry, forget. I would have I would have t- taken Kittle if you told me, but yeah. Um. So we have a couple of players here. Um. The third round is littered with some trash bags. At the, yeah. At the running back position. Um, the guy I'm most intrigued by is Leonard Fournette, but sure. the problem is there. Uh, I, I'm kind of like teetering between. I think he's going to be really good, uh-huh. and like, what did he score? Three touchdowns last year. Like, I think he's going to get like you know, eleven hundred, twelve hundred rushing yards, and probably four or five hundred receiving yards. Sure. And th- the hard part is that like last year he had seventy six receptions. The only the highest, the second highest total he's had in terms of receptions in his career was 36. That number is going to go down, yeah. So he's probably going to, I would project him to go down like 26 catches, like right around 50. And if that's the case, I mean, obviously that's a sizable chunk of fantasy points that aren't there anymore. It's probably about like 30, 40 fantasy points. Last year, what he finished with 220. So yep. that puts him at like 190. But I think he can make it back with touchdowns. With touchdowns, yeah. So I think he's a low-end RB1. Um, and to get a low end RB one in this slot at your, um, I'll take them, but you, at, a, okay. at this slot, you know, to be in your flex is very, very good, especially when you have the depth in the later rounds of the draft. Right. So I can take a running back here, right? Yeah. By the way, this is only 13 rounds. We got rid of kickers and defenses. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, for me, I don't know. I know you're kind of down on this player, but yeah. I've been high on him for a while, ever since mm-hmm. I originally did my projections. That's Todd Gurley. Um, I think the work that he's going to get in Atlanta with the passing game, um, with the amount of carries, the goal line work, that offense, I'll take him. I don't know if I'm crazy about him being my RB1, but I'll take him. Why are you and doing then, that, Allen Robinson, at 4 3? I was hoping he'd follow me. Hurting my but soul. That's okay because I'll just take my other go to receiver there, Juju Smith Schuster. Um, so now I, I feel like I have three top, like 10 wide receivers or three top 12 wide receivers. So I have some devil's advocate with Todd Gurley and Juju Smith-Schuster. Are you concerned at all? Cause Todd Gurley traditionally in his career needs a good offensive line, which Atlanta does not have a good run blocking offensive line. They've done some mm-hmm. decent things this year to improve that. But are you concerned at all with Todd Gurley being able to rush the football this year? I think it. It's a slight concern because the offensive mm-hmm. line is not great, but I do think he's going to get a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I don't always, again, it's a bad thing to do this and buy into like the offseason hype, but mm-hmm. man, I've seen a lot of Todd Gurley footage and I'm, I was watching, um, I'm excited. A round table. The round with him and Cam Newton. With and, him and uh, Cam Odell. Newton. And he's like, man, during, co- during quarantine, I, I worked out like more than I ever have in my life. And I was like, okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> Don't rip it's, everyone apart. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's clearly very motivated, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he is kind of teetering for a lot of people between bust and like the the way that I look at Todd Gurley is I don't think he's gonna reach. I mean, I would be happy in the third round if he reached that. What was it? Top five? You know, upside. Oh yeah. But I think I'm he not carries. Sure he's gonna get that, but. 
He probably won't get that. I, I would say if you had to put a percentage on it, like 6% or 7% chance that he gets into the top five. But, I mean, last year he had a trash offensive line, a bad offense that he was running in, and he wasn't getting all of the goal line carries in, the, in at least the first eight weeks of the season. It wasn't until the mm-hmm. second half that he started getting those. So the big thing with Gurley is that he's going into a much better offense. He's going into a system where he's going to at least get opportunities to score some more. Some people are more concerned about him getting, because traditionally dirt cutter offenses don't generally get a lot of goal line, you know, carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll have to see if that does affect Todd Gurley. But I mean, last year he was relatively bad for what you expected from him. And he still finished in the, what was it? The top 13. Yep. So it's like, if that's, I think that's his floor. Like if you're calling him a bust to get a guy, like literally when you're talking about him as probably the, what is he? The 17th, 18th running back off the board. Yep. I feel like that's a value at this point, just based on how people are drafting. Yeah. Um, And then on the other side of it, Juju, I was thinking about it today actually, because I'm always, you know how I am. I'm high with Juju, but are you concerned about big Ben's arm? Because what if he's just complete trash? I think long term, yeah, but short term, I'm not too concerned about it. Okay, you're not concerned that he had Tommy John. No, I mean, it, <laughs> at all, it is a little bit of a concern. Yeah. But here's the thing: their quarterback play was so bad last year. So even if Big Ben is not the same player, mm-hmm. I still think he's, he's even if he, his arm is like Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'd rather have a Philip Rivers than a Duck Hodges. Okay, all right. So, um, I just wanted to clear that up because these two are controversial right now. Yeah. Um, some people have them as breakouts. Some people have them as busts. Right. I no, know I mean, the, I, the footballers don't like either of these players, but they really, I guess they don't like Juju at his ADP, um, which I don't understand. I think it's a, I think it's a decent ADP right now for him. Fourth round wide receiver yeah. that could get 160 I, I, I like targets. I mean, that's, I'll take that. But anyway, um, after you took Todd Gurley with James Conner, David Johnson, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, curses, you friggin' turn pick taking A.J. Brown. Mark Ingram, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and then you took Juju. So I'm going to need a wide receiver at some point in this <laughs> some point in this draft. And you got you got a couple solid options at wide receiver if you, if you want to go that direction. Um, or you could just take Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Or you could take Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I'm kind of the noise coming out of Seattle right now with DK Metcalf and, uh, you know, more specifically them targeting Josh Gordon or um, or Josh Antonio Gordon's. Brown or Josh Gordon. Yeah, they're both they're looking at both players at this point. And I feel like the early part of the season, Metcalf obviously is going to have open opportunity to do things. But it concerns me a little bit that they want to bring in another wide receiver when Metcalf plays the role of Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown well enough. They probably just want somebody on the other side. But if that happens, you're wasting a fourth-round pick on DK Metcalf. So yeah, I'm mean, not really if they in get on Brown, him I absolutely agree. If, you, if they get Josh Gordon, though, I, I think Metcalf's still going to be decent. But there's other wide receivers at this spot that I'd rather have over Metcalf. Yeah. Not that I dislike him as a player, but... So I'm going to say right now for me, not that I completely dislike Odell Beckham, but I, I think it's between Robert Woods and DJ Moore. Yep. It would be like that for me. Too. Um, I think Robert Woods is probably going to get 140 to 150 targets this year. Um, last year, I believe we talked about him being the Leonard Fournette of 
wide receivers, not getting opportunity mm-hmm. to score. Um, he's going to get opportunities through the air. The question is, does he score? I think he scores six to eight touchdowns. I think he does a good job there. And then DJ Moore obviously has breakout potential and upside, but sure. I think what's tied to DJ Moore at this point is his uh, his ability to... But it, it it's what's tied to DJ Moore is if Cal- Carolina has a good offense, essentially. So I, I don't, I mean, for this one, I think I'm going to go with the safer pick of Robert Woods because I know okay. I'm going to get a good floor out of him and I need, I need a decent wide receiver to freaking start. Right. Um, so then after Robert Woods, Montgomery, Metcalf, Ertz, Jonathan Taylor, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Devin Singletary, Kyler Murray, Tyler Lockett, Raheem Mostert, Keenan Allen and Russell Wilson all came off the board. And this is where uh, the locals would take DJ Chark, one of our breakout wide receivers this year. Um, It was between if I had to choose. I'm surprised Odell fell that far. I just took Chark without even thinking. I was just going to (laughs) say. Odell at 5'7", I'll take him. Um, No, I'll, I'll stick with DJ Chark. And let you have Odell if you want. I really wanted to take, I was so prepared to take Terry McLaurin here. Yeah. Who I am in love with for this year. But how can I not take Odell Beckham right now? Yeah, I left him on the board for you. I actually probably I, Odell I was I was looking every year I like to do a post up of my drafts and last year I was looking at my drafts and I realized that I was drafting players who didn't have a lot of opportunity attached to them. And yeah. um I got like but the first, these are my those are my first three rounds of one of my drafts last year. I had Odell who had like 120 targets. I had Stefan Diggs, who had like, what, a 98 targets or something like that. And then I had yep. Chris Godwin, who had 120. And it's like, I like Godwin worked out. But the rest of my team, I didn't have. I had to trade for Hopkins, and I ended up with, you know, the one, the, the resident 150 targets on the season. But it just, it it's, it when you're drafting, you know, wide receivers that don't have a whole ton of opportunity, it doesn't fully work out a lot of the time, so... Right. I think Chark will probably get a like 130, 140 in terms of target share. Uh he's more of like a risky breakout kind of pick. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind Odell. I just think the amount that the Cleveland Browns are gonna throw the football, it might reach up to like five hundred times, I would say. That would be a good projection for them. And at that, I think Odell only gets one twenty, which he can still turn into wide receiver one numbers, don't get me wrong. But I just the opportunity is not there, and Odell has literally not shown that he could be a wide receiver one for like three seasons. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, you know, and we were talking. I was talking about this with Hollywood Brown earlier, who I like, but sixth round, it's just it feels a little early for me for Hollywood Brown. Yeah, um, I don't think Dak is an awful option here, although it's a little early sixth round for yeah, me right, just right, to take right. a quarterback. Even though I do really like Dak this year, mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of need a running back. At this point, I have four really, really good receivers, but going You're zero right, right. running back means your running backs are going to stink anyway. I knew that going in. Um, I, I don't mind Marlon. Yeah. Did we lose you, Rick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you lost me. So many technical difficulties on this episode, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. Where was right, I? Uh, um, yeah, you talking about Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to lose his job, so it's a little early for me for him. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't like Cam Akers in the sixth round, but if you're going zero running back, 
I do kind of feel like he wouldn't be an awful option. Just what about Rojo? Upside. Well, I was getting to Rojo. I'm sorry. It looks like you <laughs> but, skipped over um, a lot of players, the, and I was the only reason worried. I consider Cam Akers here is because his upside to be a starting running back mm-hmm. that I can get in the sixth round, uh, even though he's just as easily could be an awful fantasy option this year. Yeah, I am going to take Rojo um, to be my RB two, which is disgusting, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, his upside this year being used as the starting running back, which mm-hmm. I think we both agree that he will be. Um, it's probably the best option there for me. Yeah. Um, after you took Odell, it was A.J. Green, Terry McLaurin, T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton, Stefan Diggs, Kareem Hunt, Swift, Watson, Gronk, and Jones. Um, so now we're left with a couple of options for me. I have uh, three running backs, two wide receivers. Um, I've been warming a little bit on Cortland Sutton. Okay. Um, I We both initially were like, hey, he's going to be a bust. And Originally, he was also like in the fourth round. The more I think about it, the more I look at it and go, how many targets do we really expect Jerry Judy to get this year? Like 70 uh, to 80? Probably like 80-ish, yeah. So, like, I don't think that takes anything away from Cortland Sutton. I think he still ends up with 120 to 130 targets. And um, if he's slightly more efficient, he can finish with, you know what I mean? Sure. 200-something fantasy points, um, you know, which is, is, you know, low-end wide receiver one numbers and really great for your team. So I I would be okay with Cortland Sutton here as a potential, you know, at this point, you know, going zero running back, you kind of have to, or uh, I'm sorry, zero, zero receiver. Zero receiver. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's looking out. Um, you, in the middle rounds, you have to draft a plethora of wide receivers that have talent and have potential to break out, i.e. Uh-huh. DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton. You know, I could have taken Terry McLaurin. You know, after you get your, sol- your solid Robert Woods, you know, kind of player, he's going to get you 130, 150 targets. Then you draft some guys that potentially could break out. Um, after I took Orton Sutton, Marquise Brown, Dak Prescott, Marlon Mack, Devontae Parker, Debo Samuel, Michael Gallup, Aaron Jones, Juli, uh, Julio Aaron Jones, Rogers. Juli, Aaron Rodgers, Julian Edelman, Drew, uh, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Sony Michelle, and then Cam Akers. So it turns back to me at 7-7, seven, seven, and I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. He had 150. I was hoping you would take Brandon Cooks. I was going to reach a little bit on that. I was thinking Good about guy. taking Dobbins. You can yeah. have Brandon Cooks if you want. Uh, I don't want Cooks. Um, but no, I I took uh, Tyler Boyd. I think he had 150 targets last year. The offense is going to be more efficient. Of course, AJ, AJ Green is back, but he was better with AJ Green on the field with, than without him. I don't think he gets 150 targets. I think he probably gets like 120. But at that, I think he can put up decent fantasy numbers and, and um, have a pretty good season this year. I think he'll be a mid-range wide receiver too. Probably low end would be a safer bet, but yeah, I mean, pretty solid pick. That's the guy I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tempted to take the walrus here, but I'm not gonna, cause I, I like taking my tight end later. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take Dobbins here. Um, just because again, with, with going zero running back, you kind of, Want a guy with that upside? If anything happens to Mark Ingram, the New England Patriots just signed Lamar Miller to a one-year deal. 
I just updated my rankings, Pat. You really have to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk about it, but I just wanted to let everyone know that. Yeah. Lamar Miller signed. Okay. So it's interesting for the Sony Michelle. Yeah. Well, he's going to be on the PUP to start the season. So. Yeah. And Damian Harris. I was, gonna, I was literally, I had a segment all I hate planned the for. Backfield. Yeah. It's gross. I, I literally had a whole segment planned on on Wednesday's show where we were going to discuss Sony Michelle at his ADP or Damian Williams at his. Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, Damian Harris, not Damian Williams. That's yeah. out the window. Um, I don't know where Lamar Miller is going to adjust in that situation, but let's just keep mock drafting. What were you saying? Sure. Um, I don't remember anymore, but uh, at this pick, uh, I probably could wait on a quarterback, but I love my man. You freaking jerk. I'm going to jump on. Were you, is that where you were going? I was thinking about it. Got to jump on my I got guy. sniped. Um, after you took Dobbins, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Landry, Waller, uh, Howard Ingram, uh, Coleman, Johnson, and then Josh Allen all came off the board. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to reach for this pick because uh, we got nothing uh, but hot garbage. Uh, you could go Marvin Jones, maybe. Uh, I was thinking about Marvin Jones, but I just, I don't, I'm not excited. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. Okay. I'll go Deontay not bad. Johnson. I'll go with the other Pittsburgh Steelers. Player. Um, it's, 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 it gets interesting though, because as you get a uh, later in the draft, the wide receivers, I mean, the running backs start just completely collapsing. I mean, the last two yeah. rounds you've had Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, carry on Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Matt Breida, James White, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray all come off the board. And like, that is some hot garbage. Right. Um, so I, I think I'm just, I'm just going to keep up with the trend. I'm going to take Christian Kirk one, nine. Sure. I mean, nine, seven solid place for him. I've taken six wide receivers in a row. So (laughs) when do I take another running back? The world may never know. It's you're taking the best player available though. That's kind of why I feel like, ah, geez, at this spot, Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just take the best player available, so I'm going to take Chris Wentz. Um, and I feel like the guy I want can follow me here with my next pick. We'll see if he does. Which is? You know, we just talked about this before the show and how you said not really worth the pick, but... Because you know why I'm taking Antonio Gibson? Whatever. Because I forgive you. the depth at running back, like you just said, is mm-hmm. so bad right now at this spot in the draft that I think taking him ahead of guys like Boston Scott, Duke Johnson, LaShawn McCoy, A.J. Dillon, yeah. I'm willing to take for that potential of the upside. Again, I don't think he's going to be a workhorse or be, even be the starting running back on that team. I think it's going to be Adrian Peterson. Yeah, what you're getting, but, though, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. After you took Carson Wentz, Darius Slayton, Daryl Henderson, Matt Stafford, Daniel Jones, Henry Ruggs, Tyler Higabeast, Jerry Judy, Hayden Hurst and then Antonio Gibson all came off the board. Um, that leaves Keyshawn Vaughn, Zach Moss, Chad, uh, Chad, Chase Edmonds as some of the running backs. And then as far as wide receivers are concerned, John Brown, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard um, are all available. I'm intrigued by two guys here, Zach Moss, Chase Edmonds. Sure. Um, Moss is not a bad selection here. I'd rather him in the 12th, uh, I'm sorry, 11th round. Me too. Yeah, he's not a horrible pick. I think he's he's going he's he's going to obviously get the um these Frank Gore role and and when he 
you know, inevitably does get that. He's probably going to get 150 to 160 carries. Um, and you know, five to seven touchdowns. And if that's the case and he's efficient on the ground in any way, shape or form, um, I think, I think he'll actually have some upside in terms of, you know, a flex play. Um, but I think that's about it. Like you're not getting, unless Devin Singletary gets hurt, you're not getting like a workhorse and the ceiling's not there. Edmonds is also on the flip side. Um, Kenyon Drake is obviously the starter on the team. Chase Edmonds had some really good games when uh, both David Johnson and Kenyon Drake weren't on the field. So I think he's a solid handcuff for um, for Kenyon Drake. But on a, in a season where COVID is going to happen, I will take Chase Edmonds in the 10th round fair, and yeah. give myself some depth at the running back position. Um, I, he, he can't start at all for my team. So if somebody gets hurt, I'm kind of screwed and I need to make some trades, but anyway, um, and then I'm going to take Cameron Newton at my pick at 11, seven. Um, I kind of, I would have been very open to taking Damian Harris here, obviously with the Lamar Miller news, not really so much anymore. Justin Jefferson, who I was prepared to take. You can take him and just assume that it's Lamar Miller. Yeah, (laughs) no, I, I, I'll take i I'll take Jameson Crowder. Okay. I think. Best player available. Please fall to me. Please fall to me. Oh, no, it didn't. Fall, fall to you? I, I want a Justin Jackson. Oh. It wasn't um, Well, look at that. The guy who I was just talking about. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I'll take them both. All right, so you got Crowder and Justice. Je- just Justice. Justin Jefferson. Mike Williams, Deshaun Jackson, Duke Johnson, Nikhil Harry, Justin Jackson, Jared Goff, Golden Tate, and Sterling Shepard all came off the board as well. Not many options this late in the draft. Um, I think that I will go with Mike Gesicki and get my tight end. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Get Mike Gesicki, my tight end. Uh, Boston Scott, Alshon Jeffrey, Damian Harris, LaShawn McCoy, A.J. Dillon, Brandon Ayuk, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, Jalen Rieger, Kirk Cousins, Michael Pittman Jr., Preston Williams, and then Tannehill came off the board. Um, and then I think this is where I'm going to snipe you and take TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> you killed it. You killed my whole vibe. Yeah, dude. You can uh, still take Johnu or Joe Burrow. Eric Ebron's like on the Dallas board, dude. Dallas Godert might be the best, especially with COVID. Yeah. Like if Zach Ertz gets COVID, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do that. And although Juno. Uh, Johnu Smith. Johnny Johnny Smith was uh, very tempting, but yeah. So there you have it, a uh, very helpful mock draft. Um, I went zero running back. Mm. It's actually pretty you interesting. Went, you went zero receiver. Zero receiver. I keep doing that, and I will forever do that because I will never go zero running back ever. And my brain just goes there. Yeah, you won't. So um, yeah, I took the zero wide receiver in the first couple rounds approach. Um, I think a lot of people are going to take the approach of drafting three wide rece- uh, three running backs early just because sure. of like, like when you talked about, you know, getting to like the Mike Evans pick, right? Mm-hmm. You're literally talking about maybe that being, he's the ninth receiver off the board and it's at, it's in the middle of the third round, you know? Yep. So you're getting, you're getting like a, you're getting a top 10 wide receiver off the board, literally <laughs> in the, in at the end of the third round. And it's Look at like, the amount of running backs that went up till three ten. Like it's ridiculous. 
And it's like, it's like, that's the strategy that's every, that everyone's taking. And it almost makes me want to go the reverse and take, <laughs> take I mean, my receivers are, I mean, I, I hate my running backs, <laughs> but the four receivers that I have yeah. with Devonte Adams, Chris Godwin, Juju Odell, like that's mm-hmm. an insane. Yeah. For some of the receivers. No, it's, it's really good. But I mean, it, this is, this is the problem with these two strategies. If you look at them, like you do have a stacked wide receiver core, but running back so weak. It's so your running back position is so weak. Whereas if you look at my team, it's like Robert Woods, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Christian. Receivers Kirk. are solid, yeah. And it's like I have I have a lot more depth the wide receiver position. Um sure. I don't have a big time wide receiver, but you know, I got depth there. So I think it's it's very difficult to draft with a zero running back approach, especially this year with everyone going psychopath on the running backs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you did pretty good with the team. You could have taken, you know, David, uh, you could have was, I can't remember if that was the turn. Yeah. You could have taken David Montgomery at your pick. I could have, but I can't pass up on my boy Juju, <laughs> but that'll do it. I drafted for the people listening on the podcast. I drafted Dalvin cook, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Leonard Fournette, Robert Woods, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, Cam Newton, Mike Kosicki, and TJ Hawkinson. Who do you got, Rick? I have Josh Allen, Todd Gurley, Ronald Jones, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Dallas Goddard, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham, J.K. Dobbins, Carson Wentz, Antonio Gibson, Jameson Crowder, and Justin Jefferson. So in the comments on YouTube, please let us know how we did. Um, and if you listen to this podcast and you find it through Twitter, Comment on the, the link on yeah, Twitter let and let us know what you think of these uh, two strategies and which one you're going to use in 2020. Um, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, it's been interesting. It's been real. Mock draft. Tomorrow we have busts at the running back and wide receiver position for the 2020 fantasy football season. Check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Buy the draft guide. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We will talk to you tomorrow, my friends. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.